0: Welcome to Live Action Star Wars. I'm James. I'm Ralph. And today we are talking about A Disturbance in the Force. Uh, the yeah, relatively but... new documentary about the Star Wars holiday special. I think it came out last week. Oh, wow. Did we like, did we just grab it straight away as soon as it came out?
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty maybe. much. Yeah, pretty much. I knew, and I'm hoping was, people... I knew it
0: was coming soon, but yeah. yeah. It's good that we're on it.
1: Yeah. Um, we're going to be joined by the director, editor, producer of the yes. documentary uh in a little bit mm-hmm. but until then we can kind of talk about it ourselves
0: yeah yeah yeah. But i'm sure boss. that like when once jeremy joins us uh it'll be sort of more of him chatting about the film and the process whereas now we can just sort of talk yeah. about the what we thought of it what what we liked what we didn't like um it is new so if you haven't seen it yet it's a documentary so we're not going to spoil anything and it's the holiday yeah, special so boring. don't worry about any spoilers or anything like that um if you haven't checked out our episode where we covered the holiday special, go back and do that. I'm sure that Ralph's probably already done it, but there'll be a link like on this somewhere to that episode. Yeah, I'll put it somewhere.
1: And it's yeah. not even us covering it. No, we it's watched me, the whole thing. Like, me you and Jake watched the us. whole thing. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is, and I know this is live action Star Wars and we don't really cover animation that much, but the animation sequence got taken out yep. of the stream because of. It wasn't uh, this- part of our mandate. Right, Disney. Well, no, but it, we it's it still exists. Yeah, it still exists. So I'm wondering if I can get that somewhere. Or
0: maybe like put the audio At, of that section out or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe something. We can do it. We can we can put out the audio. As put a out the audio, and then you can like watch along because it that bit is on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah so audio yeah maybe i'll do that maybe uh cool. maybe let's say on uh monday the 25th that'd be yeah. a nice present you open up a nice little we'll monday present
0: it... everyone needs a little monday pick me up
1: right Great. Right. right and we'll do a um, uh yeah it'll yeah. be called a commentary there we go yeah
0: our first commentary i think yeah sure yeah yeah um we should do more they're fun uh what did you think of the documentary Rav? I really enjoyed it. Me too. It was was a really good time. Uh, I watched this this last night with Liz watched the first half of it. She didn't watch all of it. Um, She watched the first half. She's never seen the holiday special. She's seen some pictures of it. She'd seen like she knows what it is, but she's never seen it. She's not got any interest in never seeing it, to be fair. But didn't know quite how insane it is uh so we're watching she, it and she was i think she she ducked out when they're talking about um itchy and the the vr headset scene cuz she was just right. horrified by it <laughs>
1: right.
0: in a fun way
1: she, but she has no interest in seeing it
0: after watching the doc like just if if for whatever reason i happen to be watching it she'd probably join me but yeah she's not I she's not going like, out way to watch it
1: i i maybe it's just me but I feel like they go pretty hard on the fact that it's impossible to sit through.
0: Yeah, I think. what well, was it Seth Green or
1: someone was saying that when yeah. they all
0: sat down um, at the like at Lucasfilm to watch it, and they were like, "Okay, anyone can bow out whenever you want," and they treated it like some endurance test, like a frat party, like a game or something like that. I was right. like, "It's not that bad." Like, I mean, it's it's, it's not that bad. It's cheesy as hell, and it's weird as anything that has ever been star Wars. and if you're but gonna like,
1: get through it but it is easier to watch it with friends I absolutely like in a group, a group I, setting is like you can't just sit there and pop it on and watch it yourself
2: no,
0: that might it's be impossible. the perfect thing to like riff tracks like you 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 talk over it you chat right. shit you you laugh at the bits that are ridiculous you make fun of it hell if you know the songs you sing along like that sort of thing it's it's exactly
1: that. And if, and if you do sit down by yourself, there is a Rift Tracks commentary that you can download the audio for and watch of course there way. is. Uh that uh, yeah. that makes sense. Or you could watch it with us
0: and watch along with you, me and Jay as we watched it. Yeah. Two yeah. of us for the first time.
1: Yeah, me for the probably like fifth, sixth,
0: I don't know. <laughs> and yet, as Stevie just said, she's never made it through the whole thing.
1: <laughs> no. 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 I mean, she probably sat there while I watched the Rift tracks version and was like reading a book or something. But yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I know she's I, been in the
1: presence of the whole thing.
0: I I thought it was I thought it was a really good like documentary in terms of like how it got made and really just the the calamity or like just the series of things that happened to led it to get to that point where it's it's that. It's not Lucasfilm. They didn't really have much to do with it by the end of it. That finished product was—it was a rush job. It was over budget. The people who were editing it, like the the, the guys who were editing it, had, didn't have mm-hmm. any experience doing any of that sort of stuff. So it was just like it was—it was more like the people who were bowing out as they went along weren't Seth Green and his buddies watching it. It was—it was the people making it and they they i like yeah. the the chart that they had where it's like at first it was like an equal thing with like cbs and the tv execs and then the lucasfilm people and then one by one those dominoes just fell and it was like
2: yeah
0: you're left with people who don't really know star wars bit, mean, no
1: one knew star wars at that point because it was still right. so new um, but the thing is, so like the, the, the Lucas side of things and the writer side of things, not the, not the variety show side of things. Yeah. If you look at just the live day stuff, stuff that takes place around the Wookiee household, that mm-hmm. probably is like a, I don't know, like an hour, maybe a 45 minute chunk of it long title. story. Yeah. And you get the, the Lucas written cartoon in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like that hour chunk isn't bad. Um and I think with the subtitles added to the wookiee speak yeah that it adds a lot <laughs> yeah it adds a lot so there might be a really good edit of that somewhere um I think one of the things is they talk about like you know they didn't really have an editor uh yeah. Steve Binder like left when he was yeah. done shooting he's like I'm not touching the edit I got yeah I um, got not go yeah so so it feels like whoever edited edited uh, edited it um didn't know George's idea of faster more intense and so Uh, I mean mean, almost certainly not because George wasn't giving
0: any notes at this point Um, right it's it's very apparent and it's always been very apparent if you know the history of styles and things like that that George has always wanted to do Wookiees he's always wanted to do some Kashyyyk kazook whatever you wanted to call it like stuff Right from the get go, he says in this in that interview. I really enjoyed that interview that he had uh with Ralph MacQuarie, or like that chat that he had with Ralph MacQuarie when he was talking about ideas. Um, and that the artwork's was amazing. amazing. That artwork. artwork's amazing. The
1: fact that Ralph MacQuarie did never seen art for this thing, incredible. Um, itchy with the helmet looks like all of the stuff that looks like Mobius uh, yeah. artwork. Oh, it's, it's um, very including Mobius. the yeah. Uh, uh, Just like seeing Macquarie drawings done in like markers. Yeah. Not like not like painted, not like Mm -hmm. like illustrated graphics, like quick sketches. sketches, But they look amazing. They look amazing. And I kind of want them to put that stuff in a book. Let's get a tale, let's get a tale of of a Jedi or or Visions where we tell just the story that the original writers Visions Not would the be perfect. Guys. To do, do, it do it in like
0: Ralph McQuarrie concept style. So that's your yeah. your your tweak on the animation style because the sport visions always does, and it's good for that. And you you tell the story of the faithful Wookiee or like something like that. You just you call it that. That's the
1: episode title. Bang. Yeah. Um. Or you do it. You do it in the ne- the nel- nelvana style mm, of the yeah. of the cartoon, like where it's real bizarre proportions. But I feel mm. like. The story of Han and and Chewie trying to get back to his family for Life Day is a great story. Um, yeah. I think it's a fun story. I thought it was interesting to say that Chewie didn't get a medal; he didn't want one. Yep, but I his reward always, was, that, that was the, he George just wanted fine, to go yeah. back home. And so it's like, like let's 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 make it happen. Let's it. Yeah, let's get a, um, I mean, if you want to, if you're gonna market Life Day at the parks, if you're gonna sell Life Day merch, just like just own it like if you're not going to just like put out the holiday special then create something new that tells this story like mm. you know do it the way George would want to do it bring George yeah. in and say hey you want to do that wookiee story right i know yeah. you don't like but, the, the holiday I'll special have a idea for if 76 just let's
0: go yeah um cuz yeah. he wanted to do obviously the very famously wanted to be it was going to be um wookiee's in return of the jedi he finally got around to doing Kashyyyk in revenge of the sith and so he's yeah. he's always been interested he's always wanted to do more stuff there and this right. felt like he's like okay i'll probably get to the Wookiees in the third one let's do what would be the equivalent of like a comic book one shot for this story so yeah. it's like this was yeah. never going to be the main story with the Wookiees and everything like that but it's like yeah. here's some stuff with chewie's family
1: uh, Scott D crazy. says, tell the story of the Imperial officer Raquel Welch disrupting Life Day. Like 100%. She's yeah. still around, right? Yeah. She's yeah. still around. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Bring her um, in, voice Somebody. I mean, I feel like yeah. it's, I feel like, like, all of this is interesting stuff. That, that, that sort of outline mm. that Ralph McCory had, make that story. Yeah. Like, as a thing, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the holiday special. If you, if you, if if there's some sort of deal where Lucasfilm, uh, when Lucasfilm was sold to Disney, Lucas said, "Don't ever allow the holiday special to be on any streamer or don't release it." Or whatever, then do a version of the story. It's so I feel like you, you Lucas has remade stuff has has yeah. has fiddled with stuff. Like, let's just do it let's tell the life day story it's already Canon people are celebrating it at the parks uh the picture in the in the documentary where they showed everyone at uh Batu on life day like Stevie and I paused and went back to make sure we were see if we were in that picture we weren't oh but um we've it's it's You've one of those things where it's like, like, like it's yeah. yeah 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 I was there That's before great. we knew it is it was a thing yeah. I went to uh, uh, I was gonna sign so in. A natural,
0: like fan gathering, not not Pete, a
1: Pete organized thing. Pete and his family, Pete from Star Wars, a Minute, I was uh, gonna sign him and his family in, and they're like, "When do you want to do it?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, Life day's coming up, and it's like a Saturday," and they're like, "Perfect, Perfect. that's not like that. What a what a what a great day to celebrate." And okay. we went, and then we stumbled across a huge gathering of people who also were there to celebrate Life Day, and. Chewbacca swung by like word got out to Disney yeah. higher ups that we were there they sent over um, a couple of cast members hourly cast members to sort of do uh, make sure the crowd didn't get out of hand just yep. to kind of oversee things make sure what we were doing wasn't malicious uh, yeah. they had like one security guard and one like regular security suit I mean, you got a gathering and of and people they were, that's
0: like, absolutely fine. Like, yep.
1: they were both discussing like I don't know what this is they told us like, we just heard that these people were gathering and it seems like it's okay. And, uh, word got the Chewbacca (laughs) Chewbacca came over, grabbed one of the, one of the orbs that someone had made. And then Chewbacca lifted the orb around all the people lifting their orbs and, uh, cut to the following year where Disney is selling their own life day orbs, um, that glow and all this stuff. Uh, and it's just one of those weird things. It's, uh, it's a it's a weird, weird thing, and it's funny. It's funny hearing it's, them it's the talk about life weird because
0: it came up naturally. Yeah. Like that was a a fan driven thing. Like that's exactly yeah. it's that same thing that you get when you go to a celebration where it's like all the bullshit, all the negativity, all the horrible internet minox and stuff like that. It all fades away in those moments. That and that's what's yeah. great about it it is like, and it can be around something that I guarantee that most of the people there have either. Not seen it or have seen it and think that is corny and hokey and everything like that. I don't think there's anyone there that genuinely loves it and they hold it in such high regard. Like it doesn't matter because it's a fun, natural time to all yeah. come together and celebrate the love.
1: Yeah. It feels, it feels like, I mean, listen, as bad or good, like things, things find their place. Okay. Um, you know, uh, when I first I... saw the, the prequels, when I first saw episode one, I did not care for it. Yeah. Um, it has grown on me. There, It's still, it's becoming like nostalgia. Not Patton um, Oswald, apparently. He's still not over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, yeah, that's tough. It, it feels like, because I'm doing this documentary about Lost, and it seems like everyone who watched the finale that hated it, kind of just stopped and didn't engage with lost conversations anymore. And I think Patton's probably like, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't see him talking a lot about sequels or TV shows and stuff. He he bowed out. He knew when he was, I mean, you know, but here's the thing. So we were watching this year, we were watching uh, Ahsoka Mm -hmm. and there was this whole thing where Ahsoka and uh, Sabine were going to be going into a different galaxy. uh, Mm -hmm. And we're like, Wow. This opens it it's up to all weird. kinds of crazy. weird stuff. And it uh, doesn't really, if you're a Rebels fan, it didn't get any crazier than a Rebels episode. Like Space Whales isn't weird to us. No, not uh, But if you want to see weird, holiday special is where it's at. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest Star Wars. And I got to be honest, like, I kind of dig it. I, the more I think about it, the more I dig it. I need to actually watch it. Yeah, okay. So Stevie said that Patton did mention Ander, so maybe he didn't fully bow out.
2: Uh but I, think he's I mean he just a... he knows when yeah. to pick
1: his conversations. He knows when to
0: Yeah like he's a performer. He knows what he's doing. Like, yeah. Right. Right. Um but it's so talking I, about performers, I think a lot of the performance of the hatred of this thing. Is is it is that it is a performance. George like, you see George, Harrison, Mark, Mark, like all three of them in particular. Like Mark is the corny goofball who is the nerd, so he can talk about it in the I'm not supposed to talk about this kind of way, because that's who he is as a person. That's the character that Mark Hamill is in like the public eye. Harrison being the stoic grump. When Conan asks him about it, his face that's not a natural reaction. That's him performing. That is him going, I'm going to do a little bit of an act now. No, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And it's brilliant. George, thing's- I think there was a time when George probably was like, fuck this it's holiday special. I don't want any part of this. I don't want it to happen. But there's interviews with him at the end of this doc where he's like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a weird little thing. And I love that it, Like people have taken it and they've claimed it as their own and things like that. Good for them. George don't give a shit. About this sort of thing, like no, I think isn't. that's why I don't think that there is ever this thing with him saying no, we can't release it. I think that it's, I think that is, it's a it's a myth that's been perpetuated.
1: But Right. Yeah, I love it. Um, joining us now is the uh, is the editor, the director, one of the producers, one of the directors of a disturbance in the Force, Jeremy Kuhn. Welcome to the show. Hey.
2: Hey all, how you hey doing? Jeremy
1: nice to doing see good. you we're just we're just talking about George lucas Mark Hamill Harrison Ford, uh discussing the holiday special in a dismissive way and it feels a little bit like a performance um uh, yeah. at this point it's more of a it's more fun for them to be dismissive of it but maybe they really aren't who's to
2: say I mean enough times pass for it's kind of like you can't really bother yeah. them that much. I mean, I think I think Lucas at one point was like, I do not like this. Don't talk about that. And then all the <laughs> actors have kind of fallen. Like people have just fallen in place and I feel enough time has passed for maybe he doesn't care that much, but people still think that he cares.
0: That's, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's exactly what we were yeah. just sort of saying. That's definitely what it feels like when you watch it and you see those interviews.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, the other thing, he just needs to own up to the fact that it exists. and yeah. it, I mean, the fact that it's still kind of, bothers certain people is kind of what makes it fun so if that <laughs> got taken away it would lessen i think our enjoyment of it
3: <laughs> mm. do you
0: think that, like the scarcity of it is kind of what makes it so interesting and such a fun thing is because it's not so readily yeah. available
2: yeah i mean it's still there's still not that many people i mean i think after this documentary like more people know about it but like i mean 10 years ago just over time has become much more part of part of popular culture whereas before the internet, it was really, I think, kind of under, like I saw it in 2002 on a bootleg DVD. It was the first time I saw it. And it was still kind of like, people knew about it, but they didn't know the specifics of it. Like, I thought it was a prank. I didn't think it was, I thought it was like when those under, someone had like manufactured a, like a show and then made it pass it off like it had actually aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've since learned that that's not the case. But.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question that, that it, it, it's not addressed in the documentary, but it's maybe something that you try to figure out. Do you know the origins of that tape? It's a specific recording from a specific area. Was oh, yeah. it someone, that- did, someone didn't have a VCR at the time. I'm assuming.
2: No, there's multiple feeds of it. Are you talking about like the tape that we used in the movie or the
1: just? Well, well, yeah, I have questions about that. Uh, but but just the actual the one that was distributed, the one with fighting the frizzies. And I think there's might be a, oh, a, a, so there's actually one out I,
2: there. think, I believe so there's beta so people had VCRs or like at least beta machines back then, so it was like seventy eight I think like seventy six it was out, but I mean it wasn't not a lot of it was basically only like uber rich people had them, but my understanding is there's multiple feeds, so like there's like a Chicago side that has it, there's like the frizzies one, which I think is New York, but it and then what's funny about it? We don't, we don't talk about in the doc, but like this special actually aired like six times in Australia. Oh, I know. But I don't know if it aired. I don't. know if it aired legally, but it aired like between like <laughs> I think it aired as late as like <clears throat> eighty five or eighty six.
1: Oh, oh, wow! Like so they were doing it annually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it aired. It, it was. I found that after the fact, and I was like, I don't know how to put this in into the movie because we do not anyone talking about it. But yeah, I mean, there's there's like, but there's uh. I think there's like a sweetest version that aired too. So like people, people have recorded stuff and just have found things laying around. But um, yeah. yeah, so there's there's multiple versions.
3: Hmm.
0: What, a, it's what interesting! Now, I don't know if the there was version... ever a UK showing of it. I I've, I've, don't know of any UK airing of it or not. But it wouldn't surprise check. me. I, we had we had plenty of variety shows.
2: <laughs> yeah. that's well, funny? I talked to people in the UK and they they act like variety shows are totally foreign. And I'm like, I'm pretty hey, sure something.
0: There, there was some. There, I don't think it was as, ever as prevalent. But I mean, even today, on like yeah. like New Year's Eve and stuff, there's always like some sort of variety throwback type show. Um, yeah, they're always pretty bad. I think uh, like yeah, they're not they're not good. But you look at them in comparison to the ones that you guys were showing in the dark, and it's it was wild.
2: Yeah, America excels at something back then. It was that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I.
1: I, I, I definitely want to bring this up because uh, we've watched documentaries on Disney Plus uh, that use clips from the holiday special. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 100% use clips from the holiday special without actually showing the whole thing. Uh, your movie has clips from the holiday special and they look way better than any version that I've ever seen. Um, are you using AI and stuff to clean that up? Or are you doing? Yeah. You're like a pretty decent clean version out there
2: yeah we got a we got a I think it was from a half inch master from the smith hemian from smith hemians uh collection we we're able to get and then we took that and then i ran it through a, like a uh, ai upriser which was kind of hit and miss depending on what the scene was there's also other times where like there's like the zion cut which i would say is probably the best version of the special if someone was looking out to go buy it uh there's so some scenes look better in different versions oddly enough oh. It was so we kind of picked and choose, had to pick and choose what looked better. But the, I'd say eighty percent of it is that that half inch that we got that was uh up-res. It's about as good as it's going to look. I I, yeah. I was actually told that the that what we have is better than what movies Film has in their archive, which is shocking.
0: Wow. <laughs> no, no, so maybe it, the the stuff that they've sort of used on the Disney Plus docs and stuff is they've just run it through their I don't know if their I, I don't know or if something I, maybe. Or...
2: Yeah, I don't if really I believe that because that we use a clip from the uh, it's behind the scenes of Mandalorian where it's mm, uh, yeah. lumpy looking at like the cartoon. I'm like that looks like film. I mean that or that, I know it wasn't on film, but like that's pretty sharp.
1: It looks so really not, good.
2: Yeah, I don't know if maybe that's just the scene they had that was better. It was a fragment, but like yeah, the word is that uh, yeah that someone Lucasfilm was shocked about the quality of the special that we we were able to get. Hmm. Cool. Huh. Huh. Raph, I, I have this. Family-
0: when we watched it, uh, did we have ads on the the copy that we watched when we covered it? Yeah, on the show? we did
1: a full we did a full two hour running uh, watch along on the internet. Um, uh, YouTube cut out the the yeah. the, the, the Wookie um, animated faithful Wookiee. Yeah. the faithful Wookie. Uh, they they took that out because apparently they love that and they have that on Disney Plus and it looks yeah. amazing on Disney Plus. Um, but yeah, we watched the full version with the commercials. Uh, it was a it was a point of contention because uh, I had seen I've seen the holiday special several times. Uh, James hadn't seen it at all, and our guest for that week hadn't seen it either. And so I'm like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna sit here on a stream and watch it in its t- entirety. I can cut out the commercials to, to shorten it for us, but the commercials are kind of. The commercials kind of are, put, are the best things, part. It yeah, puts things fine. into perspective. It really does. Um, all those the Union Label uh, commercials, and uh, uh, I still say uh, Tobor is robot backwards. Like that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a big you know. <laughs> I love that, um, but but I don't. We were we were discussing before you came on, like the difficulty of getting through it. I don't really have a problem with it but it seems like i i don't know i don't it might just be me but i don't think the holiday special is as bad it's bad it's bad it's, bad. Yeah. it's not good but i don't think it's as bad we've we've as watched Lucas worse, and company but, would would say yeah we watch worse we, we've watched worse I don't on know. this channel like it's so on.
2: it's so boring like i mean i've had to watch it <laughs> seven or eight times i think i've had to watch it six or seven times for the course of editing cuz i was like yeah. I tried to watch it with new eyes and see, like, what could I pull out of this that we could use. Mm-hmm. And every time it was hard to, like, <laughs> not want to hit fast forward, like, to actually sit there and, like, like watch it. And that's all you're doing. You're not looking at your phone. You're not doing anything else. Like, it's, I don't know. I mean, more power. To, I mean, there's people that definitely are nostalgic for it, and I understand that. But, yeah, yeah I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I, yeah, we're, I can't say I'm rushing
0: setting. to go and watch it again at any point. But yeah. <laughs> I'm glad right. I have
1: right we were we were saying how the you i haven't seen it with the subtitles added to the wookie speak um and i feel like that made it actually more entertaining uh uh, adding subtitles to the the sheer wook uh what is it how long is it is it like 15 minutes 20 minutes of just no dialogue. It feels like
2: 15 20 minutes but i think it's, yeah. it's like nine minutes 11 seconds at The at beginning <laughs> all right i was tempted to go through it took too long to set it up but i was tempted to go through and just add up like all of the wookiee scenes because it's probably closer to 20 or 20 it's probably closer to 20 25 minutes where there's like no dialogue throughout the whole movie right <laughs> wow right it's i remember it's when we were else. watching
0: it it certainly it certainly felt like yeah 20 minutes of, yeah. but
2: yeah
1: yeah we don't recommend watching it alone uh, watch it with no. a group 100% because the, the holiday session, <laughs> pretty yeah. much, pretty much, uh, uh, and, and spike your eggnog as well. Yeah. That might, that might help as well. Um, so the documentary, how did this all come about? Uh, uh, when did, when did you decide like, oh, this is something that needs to be explored?
2: Uh, so we started probably, it was about four and a half years ago. So it's been a while, but my co-director, Steve Kozak, uh, his dad was like Bob Hope's agent and manager. So he kind of knew this whole variety world, uh, but he wasn't, he, this is his first documentary. So I happened to we happened to cross paths and he just kind of happened. Uh, I was, all, I'm always looking for new projects. And he mentioned that like, you know, he'd love to do some of the holiday special, didn't really know how to go about it. And uh, I was like, well, hey, let's just start shooting some interviews. We came in. Uh, it was 2019, shot with like Steve Bender and Lenny Rips. Like, we're trying to get people who actually worked on the special because, right. I mean, they're all kind of older. We didn't, I mean, no one knows what, you know, whose who's memory is going to last or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, we tried to knock out a lot of those just to get a base. And yeah, I mean, for me, every documentary started with, I had lots of questions about the special that no one had really dug into. And so, like, there's plenty of like five or 10 minute documentaries on the internet that just kind of, you know, cursorily went over it. We actually want to talk to people who are on the ground, like what happened. And like, yeah. my feeling was In like, the there room. had to be a reason why this got made. It wasn't just like yeah. there had to be valid reasons. And we wanted to kind of figure out what those were.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that's very really good. It's, it was nice because, as you said, yeah, there's lots of interviews. Everyone's got an opinion on the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. But hearing from the people that were actually behind it was a new take that I hadn't seen before.
2: Yeah. It's just fun talking a, to these people. Cause I mean, a lot of them are just happy to like, someone wants to talk to them about something that they did 45 yeah. years ago. Like there's not a lot of things that have that kind of lasting power.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I'm working on my first documentary. Um, and was curious watching this. I was watching this through new eyes being like pretty much on the, on the back end of working on my first documentary. And I was just curious, how many interviews did you do for this documentary? It seemed like there was, it was, a,
2: uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I think we probably, cause most of them are in there. I mean, I want to say we probably did 45. is my guess somewhere okay. at 45 okay. or 50. And then there's probably five or six that didn't make it in the movie. We ended yeah. up using most of them.
1: Yeah. Some, yeah.
2: some people we sat down with where they're just like, they were just happy to talk to us and it turns out they had no memory at all about the holiday special because <laughs> it was just another show to them at the time. And they yeah. were trying to like, create memories to give a good interview. And that was yeah. like, we're just like, this isn't working.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't match yeah. up with what it's...
2: those guys all said. <laughs> what's, yeah,
1: what's your documentary? Working... Do
2: you talk about what your, your documentaries on or is it?
1: Yeah. Is so, people? so uh, Taylor Morden approached me a couple years ago to do um, a documentary about the show lost.
2: Oh, so you're going, and,
1: okay. yeah, I'm working on his lost doc uh, cool. uh, and have been for the last two years. And um, I I was just curious because I'm sitting here watching the doc and I'm like, okay, cool. It's a lot of people in this, This, but it still has a nice flow to it. And I'm like, I'm like, I hope we don't have too many people. Cause as of right now, I think we still have like 10 people that we still really want to talk to, but we're sitting at like, 47 interviews and then we had like nine shorter interviews at comic-con uh with some fans and stuff and i'm just like i'm not editing it so i'm 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 okay but it's still making me anxious with the amount of people um and, you know, Taylor's got three cameras set up for, for pretty much every interview. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's 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 all overwhelming to me. And so...
2: Uh, that's Taylor's problem. Is he editing it? Yeah, it's a lot it of
1: Yeah, yeah, that's his problem. <laughs> so. It is. It is, but at the same time, you know, I've been working on it for so long that I'm like, I want it to be good. But there's there's so many moving parts. It's crazy. I can't, I'm, I'm looking it's also forward to it. a six season show of... as opposed to a two hour Yeah, I mean, what, like, I mean, there's going to be more people yeah. to pull from.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're also gonna have things where you do things where you just lean on. You end up inevitably end up leaning on your favorite interviews. So like Bruce Valanche was an early interview for us that I leaned yeah. way heavily on. Yeah, and he was, eventually it's he felt like the yeah, star the, for sure. Yeah, we had to get other people because I'm like, this isn't like the Bruce Valanche show. We got to bring people that can maybe give other commentary that says something similar. Uh, as
1: soon as I as soon as I heard about this doc, he was the first person that came to mind. Like he's one he's of those great. names that's like, that's on there that you're like. Hey, of all the people. And then like Pat Proft as well. Like I know Pat Proft from like the, he worked on like the Naked Gun movies, I think. Um yeah. Like, just the names <laughs> that are in the in the credits are crazy. Rick Baker uh uh yeah. It's just it's, Bob it's Mackey. A, it's I mean a,
2: Bob Mackey was like as big as it gets at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and it's just wild that you have so many talented well-known people I guess putting their all into this thing that's just doesn't look like anybody put their all into it, but it's, no, not. I, mean,
2: it, I mean, no expense was spared on this. It was like a million dollar budget, which is crazy at the time for a TV special and they hired the best of the best. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like, I think people at some point, like went into this thinking like, we're going to, this is going to be amazing. And then, I mean, the other thing like the shoot wasn't like it was like weeks. I mean, I think the shoot was like six days. Granted there was a, they did the three days and they shut down and they came back, I think for three or four days. So it wasn't like it was right. a ton of days. Right. Is that, was that there there's a on, Cause you do you think there's an editable version. There's a what? Do go I on, think there's a,
1: do you want me to, I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm just going to say, do you think there's an editable version of the holiday special? One that makes it not a slog to get through.
2: No, it's going to be bad. I mean, the only thing you could do is make it shorter. But, like, I mean, for me, this the hardest. Right. the hardest thing for me is all the Art Carney stuff, like where he's in there and, like, the, the shop. Like, that's the part where it just feels like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is, like, not funny. There's nothing happening. There's no Star Wars characters. It's just, yeah, it's.
1: Yeah. What's funny, like, Nev Mailer, who's in he that felt scene. like the with Wild card. Like,
2: yeah. Well, in that scene, because we had Terry and Cohn talk about like who's that guy in the shop with him? Like, that's got to be like the worst actor ever. And I looked it up, and he ended up like being the president of SAG, oh, like well. <laughs> in the eighty, in like the eighties or nineties. <laughs> so he was like this respected actor. That...
0: It's if if you can deal with Art Carney, who's just going and getting yeah. trashed every afternoon, then you can deal with any other actors, probably. So you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, looking right. forward to be drunk is it makes it more enjoyable. So that's that was yeah. good context to know. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, and the harvey corbin i always had trouble with the harvey corbin bit where he's showing off it's like a it's like a fake commercial where he's showing off like a computer the computer yeah and he's glitching like it's it's really it adds nothing to anything and it, it, it's it's really tough to get through and like, it's like if doing it was glitching not set and in the rewinding. star wars universe
0: it would be a product placement moment but it's in the star wars well, it's trying to be sort of star wars so it's like yeah what are you trying to sell me? You, I can't buy this thing. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, it's just. I mean, my thing is at the end of the day, like it's just boring. I mean, that's the part. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was like that John Waters quote where it's just like the worst thing you can do in a movie is be boring. Like, even someone being offended or throwing up in my movies, at least it's in a reaction. Like, just yeah. yeah, boring is 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 tough to deal with as a filmmaker.
1: Right, right. I mean, the our our, our I, I was born in seventy seven. And I grew up with some of the stuff on TV and, uh, back then, you know, stuff was kind of entertaining. Uh, you know, I remember seeing some of the, like, I think the Smothers Brothers was like the the last surviving like variety show that was out there, but there, I mean, the Smothers Brothers were great. And as a kid, I, I love like the yo-yo man and stuff. But like entertainment back then was so different, and I feel like MTV changed a lot of that. And I feel like this was like the opposite of MTV. This was the music videos. There's there's a couple of 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 essentially music videos. uh, One with uh, Starship, Starship, yeah, and it's 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 okay. It's okay, but it's not getting to that MTV. Point like it's just not quite there yet. um But you could you, you could see the
0: writing on the wall with like the the MTV sort of style of you know what yeah. became known as that like the quick cuts and everything like that, that flashy music video thing where
3: <laughs> it was more it,
1: intense.
0: Yeah, that's it, faster, yeah. more intense. Like, but it wasn't quite there yet, and so you end up just with this. Yeah, this just feels like it's dragging on and on. Even
1: if the song is actually all right, like it just feels. Yeah, the song's an earworm. The song had yeah. stuck in my head. Yeah. I'm sure you editing the 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 doc, you had that song stuck in your head. You yeah, it's look.
2: not it's not yeah, it's, it's, it's a decent know. song. It's not like yeah. it's uh well actually I mean the music they all composed for it, like actually it, music's not that bad. I mean even B. Arthur in lot, the, right? yeah. the Cantina scene is like for what it is is a good song. I mean it's not something yeah. I'm gonna jam it's not something I'm gonna jam out to, but it serves its purpose and was well done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seems it's, like you disagree see with it, that but (laughs) (laughs) it's, I'm not into like, I'm not into like broad Broadway type of show tunes and stuff. I'm not a, I'm not into Hmm. like musicals. I'm not really into musicals and stuff. It's just not my, I like the starship one. Um, the, the, is it Diane Carroll? Yeah. Um, uh, It's, it's, it does. It feels like it's made by old people. Yeah. Starring old people. And oh, I know now, that, like, Edison you know, the true. Golden Girls, yeah. <laughs> the Golden Girls now has gone on to, you know, cult status and people love the Golden Girls and B. Arthur's great. And I like B. Arthur in this. Uh, it makes sense for that character to be kind of the, the, the old the sage yeah, bartender. Right. In yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. It's the Marva character from Andor. Like, it's yeah. like, we get it. But then like Harvey Corman, it's like, it's like, everybody is just so like, our I'm like, but it's because i'm I'm assuming
0: that it's because it's coming at like near the end of that sort of variety show era and so the people that are doing those sorts of shows are i guess yeah but a lot of it was just too
2: i mean a lot of it was just too was available
0: Mm, i mean like Cher was
2: supposed to be diane diane carroll and we don't know why she dropped out but she dropped out they're just like well diane carroll's the same size as the dress that was designed just throw her in there because again like these people are on set for like a day. They're like, Hey, can you come shoot for like, I mean, Harvey Corman, I think was on for like two days at most. So, I mean, it's just kind of like pop in, do it, get paid, get out and go on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. I love his, his chef character, uh, Gourmanda. Yeah. Um, see, see people dressed as her for, uh, at celebration, the star Wars celebration and stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's such a bizarre design. And and I just absolutely adore it because it because I prefer I, I kind of want more weird Star Wars in my Star Wars. Um, would, have, would
0: have been well, great friends for and, Dex at the diner. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it looks like we are being joined by the director of The Last Blockbuster and the upcoming Getting Lost being produced hey, by hey. Uh, me and him. It's Taylor Morden. Hey, Taylor.
3: Oh, hey. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Jay, hey, Taylor. Taylor. Hey James, how you doing? I'm doing all right, how are you? Good, yeah, okay, oh, man, okay oh, good.
1: I, I had to ask Jeremy about how many interviews he did for the doc, he said around 45. Perfect. And it, it, yeah.
2: yeah. Someone's scared that you've done too many interviews, and I said, don't worry about it. that's the editor's problem. I'm not scared. So. <laughs> but I'm the editor. I know, yeah. but that's what's yeah. your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
1: Taylor, what are your thoughts on the holiday special? Uh, uh, I love it. I've always loved it. I've mm-hmm. always found it highly
3: entertaining. Um, I remember seeing it, you know, I think my brother had a tape of it or something a million years ago somehow, and uh, just thinking it was rad, just like the, the weird Ewok movies and the weird droid cartoons and just like, it's just like weird, kooky Star Wars in a fun way, not like in a prequel way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things just... uh, that like growing up, the, the Ewok cartoons, uh, they were on or they just about finished when I was sort of getting into Star Wars at a young age. So I was able to find those in video stores and stuff, which was always good. So I'd, I'd seen some of those, but the holiday special was always one of those things that I'd always hear about, I'd see pictures of, but it it wasn't until we did it. I think I like I'd had opportunities, but I'd never pulled the trigger until we covered it on this show. So it's it was nice having something old that I hadn't got to yet. I, I did really enjoy that.
2: How old were you when you saw it?
0: Uh, it, what was it, Raph? Two years ago that we did it. So I'd have been it's like two years ago. Yeah,
2: yeah. To me, yeah. To me, depends on when, you, what age you were. Cause like I saw it as like I was like twenty three. Yeah, and I was just like, what is this? But yeah. if you were yeah. like, I mean, if you were like five to ten, in like seventy eight, like this is the best thing ever because it's the only time you could have seen Star Wars outside mm-hmm. a theater. Like, there's no home video. There's not playing on TV. No. Like, this is yeah. a
1: right. I, I saw movie. it. I saw it first. Like a before the special editions came out. Okay. And so for me at the time, I was like, it was, it was still in that dark time of just like no star Wars. Yeah. And yeah. So I was clamoring for anything, uh, no matter how weird it was. And um, yeah, I think it helped me swallow the, the CGI Java or uh, Jabba in 97. Yeah. <laughs> like it helped me. It's like, Oh, Star Wars can be bad like as bad as it's that. Like, yeah. Fine. Yeah. start at the time Star Wars Star Wars could do no wrong. We had three movies. I love the Ewok Adventures. Um, mm-hmm. I was like seven when they came out. Perfect. Like, it was right in my wheelhouse. Um, I guess I would have been like eleven. Yeah, something like that. Still What's, love them. Seventeen. So the
2: been like 10. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those things where I'm like, Oh, there's Star Wars I haven't seen, and I don't have to read a, a EU novel so I'll that's what i was on. doing <laughs> yeah that's what you're doing you're the eu novels i can't i can't read i just do not like reading and so sitting through you know nine minutes of wookiee dialogue for me was easier <laughs> than trying to read a chapter just because <laughs> my reading level is so poor um so so I found entertainment in it and then the Boba Fett cartoon was was rad and I loved I love that the the Han Solo design a lot. I really love
0: it. So and, there's a card yeah. game coming out next year and they've they've sort of shown off the Han Solo card for it and so many people were just like slagging off the art and saying that it looked terrible and everything. I looked at it and I'm like this looks like a new version of that Han Solo. So I'm I'm all in. I love it. I think it looks great.
1: Well, what's funny is when we found out that Adam Driver was playing, you know, Han Solo's yeah. son, yeah. I thought I thought he doesn't, he doesn't look like Han Solo, but he looks like the animated version of Han Solo yeah. in the holiday yeah. special. Yeah, Like, he looks very similar to that. And I'm like, I kind of dig it. Yeah. I kind of dig it. So, the,
0: well, we know that JJ was a fan of this anyway. So, you know, I, I'm sure it wasn't a conscious decision, but it's there.
2: Yeah, it's so a good theory. Asks, I like it.
1: Yeah, Scott D. asked, uh, uh, what did you learn the most that shocked you? Like, what did, what shocked you? While the, is there anything that sticks out?
2: I have two things. The first thing that was, uh, we we're talking to Lenny Rips, where uh, the first thing I was like, oh, there's something here to get into is where he, he reveals that Lucas told him in their, first, in their first meeting that Han Solo was married to a Wookiee, but like yeah. society wasn't ready to accept that, so we can't do that. <laughs> i remember know, he said that, they still not ready. He said that and, Like, when we said that, I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And, like, it was kind of like, can you repeat that? Because I don't think I heard that correctly. (laughs) Uh, So that's the thing that was – that's probably the funnest, shocking thing. The thing that probably shocked me the most over the course of making it is that – so when I started out, I was very kind of like, Lucas is a big baby about this. They should just release it. And all – like, I was kind of just, you know, kind of dumping on him. Through the course of making this, I have way more empathy for his position at the time and the decisions that were made and what happened. I mean, the only thing I can fault him is that he should probably own it a little bit more. Cause he did send these people off to go make this, but you know, if you're like 33, made the most successful movie of all time and you've taken everything you have and leveraged it to pay for the sequel to build like your entire empire on no pun intended, but like the, uh, Yeah, I mean, he was taking these huge swings and risks, and like this was like you know seventh on his list of things to deal with. At the end of the day, it was a way to keep 20th Century Fox happy, keep the brand alive, and sell toys that Christmas. And I would say that it probably succeeded at doing those things.
1: Definitely, and there's no such thing at the time as like prestige TV. TV was kind of always just like a whatever. Like Star
0: Wars broke so many grounds, not just in terms of the film, but just the, the marketing and everything. So yeah, this was just keeping that ball rolling you can see why studios would have thought yeah cool it was a big summer hit and then it'll go away like people won't remember it like so in three years time when your next one comes out you've got to remind them so having something in between you can see where they were coming from with it
2: yeah and it, 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 again like it's at to the end of the day like why it happened it would have been weird for them not to do this yeah, like to not take this opportunity. Yeah. If you're looking at through '77, and like you're going back to like disposable TV, like no one thought this was going to be. I mean, I think some people thought it was going to be an annuity, like Lenny Rips. But like, then, I mean, back then you have three channels. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you, if you want to watch TV, your options are limited. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, was it? You I think Chris the... was saying uh, that you know he's he's not happy with everything that he made, but he like owns up to a more, Like. Uh, where George has sort of just discredited this one completely, he's wiped it off.
2: Yeah, no, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think right now, I think George thinks of it more as a bit. Yeah, oh, I definitely.
0: Think I think I George think thinks of almost more. everything as a bit at this point.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, one of the things talking to like <clears throat> Seth Green. So Seth Green was like the next best thing to interviewing Lucas. He was like number one on my list because he like has talked to Lucas about this, like knows him, has worked with them. And he was telling me, he goes, uh, he's like, Lucas has a really, really good sense of humor. It's extremely dry, but like, he's incredibly funny, which kind of shocked me. Mm-hmm. Cause I always feel like he's kind of a stick in the mud. And I kind of feel he just likes, mm-hmm. I feel like he might be trolling a lot of people with a lot of his comments. If you look at it through that lens,
1: <laughs> like he told yeah. me the
2: one where like, I've heard the story where like Seth, uh, Rogan was talk- talking to Lucas and Lucas was telling him about, uh, you know, I had the spaceship and he was gonna like fly away because Earth was going down the toilet and Seth goes Seth, Seth Rogan goes like, Well can I have a can I have a spot on your space shuttle? And he's like, Absolutely not. And I <laughs> thought maybe he was being crazy, but if you think about it like Seth was uh Green was like, I think he was just trolling Seth Rogan and just making stuff up, which makes more sense. Yeah. And if you think about that, that's actually it makes him seem like a much more jovial type person.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, there's
2: there's something.
0: uh, I think it's similar to Harrison Ford. I think so much of his grump is just
1: he knows that that's a character that he's playing, so just lean into it. Yeah, there there is something brought up in the doc a couple of times uh, that uh, a friend of the show, uh, the George Lucas Talk Show, are obsessed with, and that's Star Wars detours. Like I don't know if a lot of people have heard about Star Wars detours. I feel like it's going to be the next holiday special. It's this thing. There's like something it's like nice sixty-six time. episodes. I think of, there's forty
2: of, uh, forty-eight episodes or something like that. I mean, I, I talked to like complete, right? Yeah, they're complete. So I mean, the the gist was that so kind of in the, this weird period of like Lucasfilm, George is a fan of the robot chicken stuff with Seth, and he's like, "Well, hey, let's do something." And then like so he bankrolls all these episodes. Like Weird Al does the music. They finish them all. Like they're basically done. And then Disney buys Lucasfilm, and Kathleen Kennedy was like. This cannot be this irreverent kind of like comical version of Star Wars. Cannot be a whole generation's introduction to Star Wars, yeah. and it just got shelved yeah. and it's been there for I mean, it wasn't been like fifteen years or yeah. something like that. So something I mean, that's like that. the doc. That's the doc I want to make. I don't know if I can get Lucasfilm over the 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 hill on that, but I'm hoping with like how we approach yeah. the special, we can approach because I, I feel like the show is probably dated and not that it's comedy doesn't age well to some degree nice. so some it's going to feel old oh, right. but i think if you present it i mean some of the stuff seth was talking about sounds hilarious where they're just having fun with the characters and Even they if should just up and like just that.
0: released a couple of specials of like just the bits yeah. that they're like really happy with still like that would be great
2: yeah i mean i think the only i mean there's like one episode that's been really like someone leaked out right or it's a partial episode like there's like I like no one i think they any... showed
0: three at a celebration once like yeah oh, did
2: they okay i
0: think something like that yeah
2: yeah, I've only seen maybe like five minutes of something. That's all yeah. I could
0: find. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, it's 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 sort of semi done. Well, I mean, it is done, but yeah, it's it's. I do think that they probably intended to release it, but they wanted to, as you said, they wanted to reintroduce Star Wars, um, with the Force Awakens and then everything since, and then because of the the up and down reactions to everything that Disney have done since they've just been like, eh, we can't do it yet. Yeah, we can't do it. We can't do it. And now yeah, I think at this point, up. it's kind of
2: like, well, what, what do we have to lose? That would be my, but like, that's it.
0: like, yeah, you've, you've had such a drought of other things, like at times that, you know, they should have.
2: I mean, I think my main beef with like Lucasfilm, the star Wars, or even Indiana Jones, Gen- like they, I don't, maybe I've just gotten old and jaded, but they used to feel fun and they're kind of like lighthearted. And now they've become like very dramatic and serious. And it's so like, precious. Not- yeah, exactly. I treat it so for, precious, like... and I'm
1: like, yeah, it's supposed to be robots exploding, and we laugh. Like it's supposed to be sword fights. Like I, I've never dumb. understood I lo- why it needs it to gets be so. Silly. Yeah, I love yeah. Andor though. I think Andor is good, but you need another flavor. You need something to counter that. And they do it with like the Lego series. Like the Lego stuff, mm-hmm. I guess, gets a free pass um, because that's a built-in sort of a separate brand attached to it as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, just, I just, why not? I mean, unless George didn't want this to be released, just release it. Who cares?
2: Mm. I mean, he paid for it. I mean, I assume he had to pay, I mean, they had to pay 15, 20, 15. I mean, they had to pay a lot of money to get those created at that stage that they're at. You know, they're not finished. That's a lot of money. That's just not being, you know, there's no return on it. Mm. Uh Jeremy,
0: I wanted to ask you you said that you started work on this in twenty nineteen and you had a few interviews then. Did you guys just pretty much shut down over COVID and everything and then come back to it? Or were you working on stuff behind the scenes? I
2: mean all it was the, definitely on the shelf. The inter- yeah. Yeah, we shot some like our base interview. Basically people we were concerned might pass away. We got all those yeah. knocked out, I think, before COVID, or at least a lot of them. And then the ones we wanted to get uh COVID we were probably shut down for at least six months where like no one wanted to interview and like some of our interviews cool. were outside because of that. Uh, mm-hmm. so I mean it was I, I mean yeah I mean it's trying to make goes, you, you just pay yeah. you pay you pay as stuff that comes along and as people want to do interviews, you do it and try to make it happen. And uh yeah, I mean I didn't I did not ex- I had not edited anything in like fifteen uh it had been like fifteen years since I'd edited oh, a wow. film. So I did. I did not want to edit this because I'm just like it's too hard. I have too many mm. interviews. I don't want to. Know. <laughs> and then, uh, you hear that, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, at some point, I just was like, all right, I can't afford an editor that's going to be, you know, that can see the film. So I'm just going to start editing it myself and kind of knock mm-hmm. the rust off. And that's. So, I mean, that, that's part of it. If we had more money, we probably could have gotten this done yeah. faster. But once we got into, like, South by Southwest, that really kind of, like, accelerated all the things we wanted.
1: Yeah. The Holder Maneuver podcast asks, how did you end up choosing the narrative spine uh, that you edited the doc around?
2: So I just start with the interviews. You just pull selects, and you start to figure out what people's were interested in i mean t- to me i mean talking with steve like i knew that the entry point because i wasn't familiar with it was we need to kind of explain what the late 70s variety tv world was like which was also right. gold to me because it kind of, was kind of fun to like because we need to show the because you show these like star wars clips for like uh richard pryor and Donnie marie and all these other star wars yeah. appearances and they're really jarring You're like oh well, why is this happening with the characters i know And then you lead into like this, what else was airing at the time? You have like Paul Lynn Halloween special, Brady Bunch, Variety Hour, like all these shows that are, you know, arguably worse than what we just saw. And so the other thing I want to get into is we really wanted to talk about Charlie Lippincott and I wasn't familiar with the details of like how big of a role he played in Star Wars initial success. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like the first part of the movie was before we get into the special, was just setting the stage of like, how marketing worked and how that does and setting the stage for it. Uh, and then once we got into the special, it was kind of like, what are the scenes that we want to get into? So that that's that was kind of the, the so basically the stor- short stories that came from all these interviews, pulling it down and then just trying to figure out where to put puzzle pieces because the doc editing is really hard. And you, can't, you can't go into like a preconceived notion because it's not like you have a script to follow. So you just kind of like kind of let the footage guide you to what it's the story assembly, is. Isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. This whole time I've been working with Taylor on this doc, like I, I really, I, I'm not, I I've, I've done minor editing, nothing like this. And it's just like with each interview, I'm like, how is this going to shake out? How is this going to shake out? And for us, we hit a, we recently hit a, a um, an interview that I think really will help us shape the doc a little bit better. We hit a couple of interviews yeah. um, that, that, that really helped us. And it's, it, uh, I, I, I'm glad it's not the ball's not in my court as far as yeah. editing. Uh, sure. Uh, just, I mean, Taylor, have you how many documentaries
3: have you done? Uh, this is my fifth feature doc, and I edited four of them. So, you know, I know I know what you're talking about, man. It's yeah. It's yeah. Uh, what are is the it few- the is
1: it is it the toughest part of the process? Like,
3: is it the?
2: I mean, it's the whole process, really. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Is it funding in- the part? I feel like money is always the hardest part of documentary filmmaking.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. We've been very lucky on this one that just crowdfunding got us, and also we're we're cheap. You know, we work off of. Yeah out of the trunk of a car and it's not a very expensive car. So
1: we're fine. I like my car. I really, really like my car. It is old, but, um, You
3: know what I mean? We're not spending, you know, 10 grand for an interview shoot. Yeah. We're spending a few hundred dollars or, or whatever it takes. Um, and funding mostly has to go to legal and all the annoying things that suck Clearance. but yeah Clarence's music and and whatnot but uh yeah editing is so much where documentaries take shape right because you could have the same pile of footage that you had for this doc and make 50 different movies yeah of 50 varying you know different stories different qualities you know mm. you hope that you land on the best one or at least the one that you wanted to tell the story of. But, you know, like, you could go back to your hard drives right now and make a whole nother movie about the holiday special that doesn't t- touch on any of the same topics
2: because you've got the footage. Making me be sick even thinking about doing that. I thought about <laughs> it from my old dogs.
3: Like, what am I doing with these terabytes of footage that's – you know, because you say you did 45 interviews, right? I assume there. – half hour to an hour and a half generally
2: yeah right?
3: okay so you have at least 45 hours of <laughs> footage and yeah. you used two hours worth so mm. there's 43 hours of <laughs> no, yeah that's, I mean, to me,
2: like, that, that, that's not
0: even the rest of it and like, that's just the end yeah. of
2: so yeah yeah i mean to me like the archival is the most fun of like documentary filmmaking you're just going on this treasure hunt trying to find little because i feel like there's a lot of stuff that like people are aware of what's out there the clips we use and stuff like that, but like no one's pulled it all together for everyone to kind of watch together. I think that's what makes it fun.
3: Did you have anything that was like never before seen by anyone that you really lucked out? And you're like, I found this one clip that no one's ever seen.
2: Uh, I know there's something that like, I don't, I don't want to say that no one's ever seen anything. Cause I feel at some point it's been out there. It's just like, there's a lot of stuff that I had never seen. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean the Comic Con footage that, it was...
1: that from 76? Mm. Yeah, I've that's seen just pictures. The... I've seen pictures of that before. I hadn't yeah. seen footage. So for me, that, I mean, was that was new.
2: I mean, that was just on YouTube that, uh, <laughs> that the the WorldCon had like posted. I mean, to me the thing we did a little bit of cheating where uh Charlie Lippincott had done like had re- had a transcript of a recording with like the Lucas film. It was Lucas, uh yeah, Alan Dean Foster and Lippincott where like the genesis of the holiday special was first talked about the concept like two years before the, it was like a year before the like star Wars had even come out and talking to, so he had passed away. I was talking to his widow and I was like, I know you have this audio tape somewhere because he did a transcript of it. And I just couldn't get anywhere with it. And I was like, well, let's just, I'm going to use AI and see how good it works. And it turns out it was pretty. So I mean, we call out that it's like a reenactment, but like, it sounds like Lucas sounded great. Well, we need way to like present this, in a film because I can't just have like text with nothing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, to right. me, that was the biggest skit where it's kind of fun hearing him talk about doing, like it was very important for him in his words to have a, have a storyline that revolved around a Wookiee family, like a mom, a dad, and a grandpa, and a baby. And that's it's something like, uh, that's something I just got from like digging in on, on research.
1: He's mm-hmm. just like laying out the bones of what the special could have been or was going to be. That's pretty yeah, crazy. It's just
2: it's a storyline that he was knocking around for at least two years. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: <laughs> we, we said it early on uh when we first started this episode. Like he's definitely had this fascination with Wookiees and things like right from like right from the jump, before even the first film, and then just never really got <laughs> oh, around Indiana. to doing it the yeah, way
2: he yeah. wanted to do it. Yeah. Maybe he wishes he was married to a Wookiee.
1: Maybe. That's it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we've all seen the, the the or him talk about the imagery of him driving around with his dog in the passenger seat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a man Indiana. who loves his dog who can fault that? Maybe Lucas little. is a furry. <laughs> I don't know, all dog loves a furry, bro. But, but you know, <laughs> all dog lovers go and make movies where,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Number four on the call sheet is a giant dog, <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know if I have much more to say other than I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah me too I you had were a, saying I had a blast My Jeremy, wife you were saying about
0: how uh, you you were hoping that, that it would all come that. together and everything um and yeah I, I, for me, it definitely did. I thought it was really good it 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 moved really nicely, and i I enjoyed everything about it. I was saying 100 oh, okay. percent. Yeah. My my uh, girlfriend's. We'll be, we're going to be so ser- interested we're, we're gonna- in watching the holiday special at any point, but she was really enjoying the documentary as well.
2: Yeah, this this is oddly enough to be the best reviewed movie I've ever made. I think we're going to be certified. <laughs> oh, wow. We just said our 40th review, so we'll be certified fresh at 100% later today, oh. I think. Oh. And uh, yeah, I feel like every film where, like, there's before South by where we got in where I'm like editing it, there was like a month before South by. I'm like, am I just wasting my time? Like, this feels ridiculous. That, like, is anyone going to care? <laughs> like. And then, like, I showed it to some friends, and they were like, This is, this is hilarious. We like this. And like, oh, okay. But I feel like every film, you have this moment of like crisis where you're like, Am I just wasting money and time? And no one's going to care about this. <laughs> well, That's just the being thing creative is, I, in I've general, been, I think. That's anything. Yeah. yeah.
1: The, the lost movie I'm working on with Taylor, we've been discussing it for two years, over two years now. We've been shooting for just over a year now. Um, and it's one of those things where I keep thinking all this time. Uh, after, I don't know, an hour and a half, hour, two hours, or whatever it is, people are just going to be like, okay, that's it? Is that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that how it goes? Like, it's so weird spending so much time like uh, uh, phone calls and emails and, and, and trying to just get a hold of people and finally locking them down and then having them cancel and then redo, like all of this stuff going into it and going through one of the multiple ed- possible edits and just sitting people down for like, you know, less than a couple hours and then just being like, all right, it's so weird to me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, who was yeah. your toughest get?
2: Oddly enough, we didn't have any, everyone's was like very supportive and yes, we reached out to, I mean, a lot of it was just kind of like Kevin Smith and people like that. It wasn't that he didn't want to do, it was just it's like, the
3: scheduling. Yeah. Like his
2: interview. I'm I mean, his the- interview I did, I had to lock the film. Like I had three days to lock the movie for South by. And so I did his interview remotely and like I remember, they sent like we did the interview, and the first thing he said to me, I was like, "Oh, thank you for doing the interview." And he's like, "Oh man, I would have been pissed off if you had not asked me to be in this movie. <laughs> I'd seen this. And I wasn't asked to be in this. So I'd be, you know, I'd be giving you a call." Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like that one, they gave me the interview, like they they sent me the the low res version right after the interview. I edited with that, got the high that re- the drive shipped to me like two days the next day, cut wow. that in, and then output it, and that's what went to South by. So that that's, I guess that's the joys of being the director and the editor is to kind of condense that window down <clears throat> to get out. Right. I'm
3: terrified of that. I'm terrified of us getting to, like, oh, this movie's done. And then we land one of the interviews we've been trying to get or something. And it's, you got to open the edit back up. Like, yeah. yeah. No time to spare.
2: If you get a big enough interview. Like, Pat, well, like, uh, actually, the hardest interview was Pat and Oswald because we finally locked him down. I was going to get him before South by the same week where I was doing Kevin. I landed in LA to like, it was, it was like the biggest rainstorm ever. And like, yeah. they shut streets down and like, he, like where he lived, like the Canyon had gotten shut down. So like, he couldn't get, like he had no power, couldn't get out of his house. And I was just like, well, I like, I don't know what to, so we ended up like salvaging with some like other, other interviews we were able to pick up, but like, we, we, we had to go back and unlock the film to go get him in. Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh
1: it's all it's all making me very anxious and i don't I have you can to, see the stress building in Ralph yeah it, it's yeah. no it's great it's great but it's, it's because we're kind of we're at a point where we're pretty much we have a movie and yeah. we yeah, there's there's, there's definitely yeah there's definitely a group of people that since day 1 is like trying to get them and we keep just itching closer and closer because uh, i found out and i was listening to the holdo maneuver uh Podcast uh, with uh, Adam F. Goldberg and uh, Kyle, Kyle Neiman. Yeah, so go yeah. check that out. Um, and they were saying the same thing as that we've been going through. It's like once you kind of get an interview, once you do an interview with someone, a lot of times they'll be like, "Oh, have you talked to so and so?" And then put you in touch with like next next person, and it kind of snowballs. And you know, it, we're kind of building up to the sort of bigger. But kind of more. Uh, right. Well, and as you get more interviews with like, and...
2: people who have notoriety, it kind of makes it safer for people who are more famous to, to yeah. be like, oh, I should be a part of this project because so and so is, is a part of it. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, like we, oddly enough, we got so Gilbert Godfrey, we got because he'd done a podcast on the holiday special that we liked. But like, he was also like a gettable name that we had where it's like, oh, Gilbert Godfrey's doing this. I mean, it's not like he's the first thing you think of as Star Wars is Gilbert Godfrey, but it, like, it kind of right. helped her like legitimize us a little bit. Yeah. And then yeah. that led to like other interviews and uh, yeah, it's just all part of the hustle to make it happen. It's uh, yeah. I'm always amazed mm-hmm. when you ask people to do interviews for documentary for free and like how many people do say yes. Cause I'm not sure I would be as open to it because there's yeah. like, really not a lot of upside for them.
3: Mm. Yeah. Right. I did it once. Yeah. Somebody asked me and I set up my own cameras and shot my own interview. And I was like, man, this is a lot of work. And no one's ever going to watch this. What's the point? So I feel for the interviewees. I get it. It's not yeah. necessarily all fun and games. And there's nothing. Taylor there keeps threatening.
1: Me. Taylor keeps threatening me. Yep. Putting me in the movie. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't really want to. Well,
3: <laughs>
1: well I mean, now I you I just learned
3: we just have AI do your voice, so we're good. Yeah. Oh, There's source
0: material. <laughs>
2: Man, it's cr- right. it's crazy how good it is. Like, it's crazy how... Like, like I found the guy on Fiverr and I paid him, like, 50 bucks. And I'm like, here's the transcript. Can you just see what you can do? And, like, a day later, I had what's in the movie. That's, That's awesome. Like That's it's, great. Mm. And, like, That's the Darth great. Vader... That's cool, Darth, too. The, well, the Darth Vader voice in our trailer is a Fiverr thing, too. Like, I paid oh, a guy... Nice. That, not That's this cute. is a commercial for Fiverr, but, like, I use yeah. Fiverr a lot. For things. <laughs>
1: the, the, the opening... Our opening logo for the show... Um, I got on Fiverr, I used a little bit and I added yeah. hyperspace stuff to it, but it's, it's, I mean, there's people out there who are willing to help for, you know, we have, we have folks coming up to us, um, reaching out to us online. They're like massive loss fans and, and also have skill sets and stuff we don't, and just want to like it. volunteer their time to help out because they're, they want to make, they want to see something cool. And we're like, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of bonkers how, you know, if you do something, uh, uh, if you do a documentary based around a specific fandom, uh, you're going to find a lot of talented people within that fandom that are willing to, like, give you some top tier stuff. Um, And it's just it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like it's 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 an experience for sure. And I think yeah, that's I
0: one of the those connective tissues, like Star Wars obviously inspired so many people. So it's it's gonna yeah. keep those people going on forever. And Lost is the same way. Like it's so many people may have grown up watching Lost who are now working in or at least adjacent to an industry that you guys can take advantage of and they want to help out, so it's great. Yeah.
3: There you go.
1: We hope they love it. That's another (laughs) thing that gets me. Is you know, you know, every time we announce it was fine. Every time we announce someone like amazing, they're like, oh, but what about so and so? I'm like, hey man, we're trying. We really are. You know, we want everybody to be satisfied. But you guys see like
2: light at the end of the tunnel, or are you still kind of like in the middle of production or like Oh yeah. I mean, we're
3: like we're 47 interviews in. We we're done. Unless
2: so you want to do ninety, so
3: you want to have nothing. We're done unless some bigger fish, you know, fall into yeah. the boat. Is is the only thing. Um, we do have a trip to Hawaii coming up to shoot mostly B roll because it was all shot in Hawaii. And yeah. who doesn't want to spend part of the winter in Hawaii filming beaches for a documentary? Like, yeah, sounds
0: hard, guys. I, I, <sighs> I don't know how you're going to manage.
3: You know, I looked online and there's just no stock footage of Hawaii beaches. I would have to no, go, I shoot. Know,
1: I have to go. <laughs> it's a shame, yeah. It's it's all wild. It's all like, yeah, we've been talking about this trip to Hawaii since day one, and it, it feels like it's almost going to be like a celebratory trip. Um, uh, but but yeah, you know, you don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like when we were at like 20 interviews or 25 interviews Taylor told me it's like we have enough for a movie mm-hmm. like we have enough for a movie everything else is just gravy and so like it's just been like yeah you know you, you get somebody and like oh this is this is, you can't get better than that and then someone else comes along and you're like okay I can't get better than that yeah. so we're we're in that mode where we're just kind of like
3: I think we're going to get think- to talk about loss. <laughs> Good yeah. luck that would be or Mark Hamill. You
2: can, and, and you can trap him and ask him a holiday special question and see what he does <laughs> for sure and then you
3: can open up the edit and put it in
2: I would actually open the edit I also this nightmare <laughs> that we if we got an interview with George Lucas that would be like a horrible interview or just be like yes and no's and kind of grumpy and I'm like I don't I, I feel I like I have to do something like this that.
0: You just have to cut George out
2: <laughs> Well I said that joke people were like what like uh why isn't George in your movie I was like he didn't make he didn't make it he's on the cutting room make it floor cut. That's great.
1: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because, I mean, that's another thing is people's like, oh, we're doing a show about or a, a documentary about loss. And people are like, oh, you guys should get Matthew Fox. That's like, oh, <laughs> you know what? Oh, really? That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, thanks, I haven't thought about bro. that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming you reached out to George and George was like probably graciously declined. But uh, to it's, be honest, we did know, like
2: a we did like a cursory reach out, but we didn't really like follow up. It was just kind of like, uh, we know he's not going to do this. Right. So it was it's just a polite
0: like, offering, isn't it? More than anything. Like,
2: well, yeah. I think it also ties into the, I feel like every friend group has like a friend you kind of make fun of. And like, so <laughs> you have like a nickname form that they hate. If they embrace that nickname and start using it, it kind of ruins the fun of that joke. Yeah. And I kind of feel like maybe right. having them too in on the joke kind of ma- ruins the fun a little, like it, it I find enjoyment that it's just kind of irksome to Lucasfilm, not a huge deal, but just enough to kind of like, they prefer that it would like, they prefer that we didn't do this Mm -hmm. is what kind of makes it fun.
3: (laughs) Have you heard anything from them posts like the movie coming out?
2: Yeah. So uh, a number of, I mean, he's been, I guess I can say this because he's posted publicly, but like, I mean, some of the writers at Lucasfilm have like loved the movie and think it's like the the best thing. Like it's uh, the words that we got back were on the writing staff. Or the writers' group, whatever that is, uh, was basically like, "This is the most perfect, like, this is the perfect documentary you'd want on the holiday special." Which you couldn't get That's a better true. compliment than that. Wow. Really nice. I don't, right. I don't think the higher ups feel that same way, uh, up to Kathleen Kennedy. But at least there's a number, there's a contingent of people at Lucasfilm that are very supportive. It's a,
1: it's a curiosity for sure, and I love that we have more information about it. Um, yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't like ruin the experience of the holiday special. There's still so much mystery there that it leaves you like he's like yeah. It's I just I'm clamoring for more information, but I don't want all the answers to it because I still want right. it to have this weird, bizarre charm. Uh,
2: it, well, we talked we talked we talked to Lucasfilm early on, like three years ago, and it got all the way up to the top, and we're like people were supportive we got to the top and then the person i I assume it's kathleen kennedy but i the 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 answer we got back was that it's too soon to tell the story for lucasfilm to be involved after 45 years years? after 45 years (laughs) they told every other story story. (laughs) Hmm, yeah so i've always found that funny where i'm just like i interpret that as like as long as george is alive this is like a off limits topic yeah i'm i'm totally reading that into it but i'm like what's going to change 10 years from now that's yeah. not the case now
1: <laughs> yeah i'm right there with you that's the first thing i thought was okay. like like
0: is there a statute of limitations <laughs> and I is it I just George's life? yeah
2: like, yeah it's like after everyone's it's died they are associated game. with it we can talk about it it's like <laughs> wow
1: yeah well i think we've talked about the holiday special plenty uh Jeremy thank you so much A for joining us but also yeah. Yeah. Uh, for making, making this yeah. yeah because um uh any sort of um any sort of thing that puts the holiday special into the light uh, is, is good with me um, yeah and, Taylor, it's, th- and
2: it's oh yeah and it's out there if everyone wants to buy it it's on like disturbance in the forces our website but it's on like every digital platform and blu-ray if you want to check it out yeah. It was a it was a blind oh, buy perfect. for
0: both Ralph and I. As soon as we yeah. saw
1: that it was available, we we both bought it and decided yeah. that it was going to be our next episode. So, I got yeah. it on awesome. iTunes uh, yeah. and I I purchased it. I didn't rent it because so, I'm like, you know what? Chances are I'm going to want to watch this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's a good price right now. It's a it's a really good price. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was like like five bucks more, six bucks more than renting. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, of course. That's um thanks for in. showing up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude. I'm, you know what? I'll probably watch this every every November seventeenth because I I listen when you I'd, I, 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 I'd watch I, this over the watch Chewbacca. for the holiday special. Again.
3: Yeah, it's more entertaining there's, than watching the holiday special for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, I mean, it, it's a companion piece for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, um because when you cut to the you cut to the shot of um, Galaxy's Edge and the group of no, no. Life Day fans with Chewbacca. Like my wife said, can you go back to see if we're in that picture? Because I go, I, I missed it this year, but pretty much every year I go to galaxy's edge for life day. One, it was just because I felt like it, it wasn't like a whole thing, but other people had thought the same thing and made a thing out of it. Um, And it's, it's, I, you know, if they're not going to put the holiday special up and they are going to promote life day and sell merch at the parks, for life day and stuff online for life day, like well, I mean, they have to do they have to do something. Exists. I mean, like, that's nuts. There that's, it is. It's great. Yeah. Here. Like, yeah. like awesome. if you're not going to post, if you're not going to post the holiday special, make some new content. That's a good version of the Wookiee Life Day story. Like, just mm-hmm. make something, anything, because because I think it should be celebrated, and and you know, in some way or another. Like, sure, Lucas doesn't want the holiday special out, but it doesn't mean that you can't make other holiday special stories. Related so, stuff. Yeah. might come up in one of their
3: 50 TV shows.
1: Right? <laughs> it, it seems to. It's, it's, too. In Most Most it's in the Mandalorian. It's in the pilot of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Right, right. It's, yeah, it's nuts. Like, like, that's like a secret handshake in the episode fan service i guess you can call it but yeah it's mostly an inside thing like a really inside thing and it's like yeah. let's expand on that you expand on everything yeah you well, know you if, have people who were the right sp-
2: age when it came you have know, people who are the right age are now making you got your fabrics and, yeah.
0: and yeah everyone hmm. yeah
2: yeah
0: thank uh, you guys so much for joining us it's this has been a pleasure
2: yes. uh it's been really good no oh, thanks for having us appreciate if- it yeah, and if
1: you two can stick around after our outro, um, I'll just do some proper goodbyes. And I want to thank everybody for joining us live. Everything, everybody for watching later. Again, um, go, go, go! Check out the movie; it's great. Um, and then, uh, you know, be very supportive of indie documentary filmmaking. Yes. Um, every single one uh, made yes. by a person on this panel. Please <laughs> see "Getting Lost" too. <laughs> um, but no, thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks for uh, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Taylor. And uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, uh, next week we're going yeah, to do a data link episode next
0: week, week um, about like the end the, the end of the year, just a, a year wrap up, uh, and Ralph can have an extra week to decide what our next main episode is going to be. Right. Cool. Um, okay. Until next week, everybody. Uh, Jeremy, Taylor, thanks for joining us. Uh, don't give it to hate. Celebrate the love. Punch it.